Welcome to the Eastridge Church South Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. Good morning. So glad you're here today. Welcome. Happy New Year 2022. Glad you're here today. And this is one of my favorite times of the year. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year because this is one of the few times in our lives that we actually believe that we can change. That we we come to the end of a year and we start thinking of all these things that didn't go the way we want them to go, all the things we didn't do, we thought we were going to do, or we even committed to do. But for some reason, we get to this year and we think, this year's going to be different. And I love that. I do. I love that. And uh, I, I think that uh, that is so cool. And I'm excited about that. I think about um, just we, we have financial goals that we're thinking about this next year or, or physical goals or job goals and things we're going we're gonna to do, spiritual goals. We're going to do things differently, and it's going to be a better year than it was the year before. And years ago when I was in, I think I was in eighth or ninth grade, I saw this picture of a guy who was absolutely ripped. Like kind of like this right here, but he was actually he was actually ripped, and and he was advertising this thing that uh, you could you could use to get in shape, and it was called the bull worker. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You need to go Google it, look it up. But it was this thing that you pulled and you pushed and everything like that, and and you could you could get that, and you would look like this. And I thought, man, I, I want to look like that. I want to change. I want to look like that. And so I didn't have any money, but you could fill out this card to get more information. This is before the internet, obviously. There was, I mean, it was way before. And so I filled out this card, and I got on their mailing list. And they started sending me all this stuff about the bulwark or the bulwark. Well, anyway, my dad got a hold of that. And he looked at that, and he laughed in my face. He said, son, you're not going to get big by that thing. And the next thing I know, he bought me a set of weights for Christmas. So I forget, he bought me a set of weights, the plastic concrete weights and a bar and everything. And I thought it was so great. And he said, if you're going to get in shape, that's what's going to get you in shape. Well, the same thing is true. We've got all these um, thoughts and ideas of how we can be better uh, financially, uh, relationally, physically, spiritually. And I'm going to focus on the spiritual side, but I think it all blends in together. I do that thing all blends together. That usually I've found when you're doing good spiritually, it usually feeds everything else. And so I'm going to talk to you today about a better you in 2022. A better you in 2022. And so I've changed it a little bit, just a little bit. A better you in 2022. And now the 222 are the words that you always misuse. You know what I'm talking about? You ever see people, they're trying to make a point on Facebook, and they're, I got this, and you're like, man, get your grammar right. You know, don't don't even have it right. It kind of ruins. To me, it diminishes your point, even if it was really good, that if you can't get the grammar right, there, there, and there is like that as well. Lose or loose is there. Everybody with me? People say loose. I loosed it anyway, but you didn't. Okay. And I'm not a grammar expert, but I got those points anyway. So a better you in two, zero, two, two. And I'm going to take each one of those twos and the zero, 
And I'm going to make a point. And Cameron said, hey, this is something that's been on Pastor Gary's heart. And he didn't know this. This has been something I've been thinking about. And we usually preach in series. And so every now and then we have a standalone message where you can just, you can say whatever you want. So if you're here today, you're going to get whatever I got. <laughs> the first one is this, a better you in two, zero, two, 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 two. All the believers devoted themselves to. Devoted themselves to. Now the word devote, it means to be loyal. It means that this is something that's important to you. That the word devote has this connotation that you're going to be dedicated And it says, all the believers devoted themselves. And this is coming to Acts. It's talking about this is the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. That this connotation that if you're going to have a better year this year, then you've got to be devoted to something. Matter of fact, if you're gonna if you're gonna follow Christ closer this year or for the first time, then you've got to devote yourself to first the apostles' teaching. Now this is interesting. It says apostles' teaching. It doesn't uh, say to Jesus' teaching because Jesus had gone on. He left the message with apostles. The apostles were teaching that Jesus was Lord. What is this apostles' teaching? A lot of it is or was, is what is now in the New Testament. They devoted themselves to the Word of God, to reading the Word of God, to doing what the Word of God says, that they were devoted to it. They were simply just devoted to it. And so if you're going to have a better year this year, listen to me. Devote yourself to the Word of God. Read it. Now, how many of you got a cell phone? How many of you have a smartphone? Or if you don't, that's okay. Don't raise your hand, but it's okay, okay? <laughs> My next-door neighbor, man, one of the greatest guys, um, I don't think he's here today, so he doesn't have a computer, he doesn't have internet, and he doesn't have a smartphone. But he is one of the most godly guys I know, so you don't have to have one is what I'm saying. But if you've got a smartphone, then you've got a Bible. Everybody with me on this? You've got a Bible. You can read it. Listen, you can read it wherever you're at, in the bathroom. We don't want to talk about that. But you can carry that with you, and you can read God's Word. It is in your hand. It has never been easier to read God's Word than it is right now. It's with you all the time. You got it. You got a minute in your car. You've got the. You don't even have to carry a Bible anymore. It's on your cell phone. Here's. I want you to download this app if you don't have it. U version. Here's the great thing about U version. It's got Bible reading plans that if you don't know where to start, it'll suggest some plans. Some of the plans are five days. You read a few minutes a day. Some of the plans are a full year. You're going to read through the Bible in the year. I've used their uh, through the Bible in a year plan before. Done it a couple of times. But you can read God's word. Here's the thing. They were devoted to it. They were devoted. Here's the most amazing thing about them being devoted to it. They faced persecution. They were getting their teeth kicked in, but it says they were devoted to what the apostles were teaching. The apostles were teaching that Jesus is Lord and that God's word is true. The second thing is this. They devoted themselves to fellowship. Now, I'm going to spend some time here. Here's the funny thing about this message. You're going to, this is kind of the kickoff of where we're going. We start a new series next week called Radically Normal. 
and we're going to be talking about that when you follow Jesus, it's radical, but radical things are happening in your life, and then they become normal. This becomes a normal part of your life. But I want to talk to you about fellowship for a second. Fellowship is, they were, they were devoted to being together. They were, they were devoted to being together, to being, to being just in each other's midst. That they were committed to it. They were dedicated. And here's what I want you to hear from me. That nowhere in the Bible does a person get saved and Jesus says, go be by yourself. Nowhere, nowhere. You don't read it when he got saved and Jesus said, all right, go be by yourself the rest of your life. No. That this whole concept of being saved was being part of a family, being part of a group, that being together, and they were devoted to it. Listen, and it wasn't easy back then. See, we think it's tough today because it was raining. It was raining today. It's tough, boy. It's raining. It's not going today. It's raining, y'all. Like you don't get out in the rain any other time in your life. Man, it's raining. You're going to Walmart. You know what I'm talking about? Going to Waffle House. It ain't stopping you. You have to park way far away at Walmart. You know, you're, 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 you're grumbling and everything. I'm going to talk about it in a second. You're grumbling and everything like that. But you're going because you got a gift card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a gift card. It's raining, but I'm going. I'm going somewhere. I got this gift card. They were committed to fellowship. They were dedicated to being together. You want to have a great year? You dedicate yourself to being with other believers. And I want to share something. And again, this is a prelude to something to come. You know what you ought to be doing here on Sunday? I'm just going to say it. You know what you ought to be doing here on Sunday? You ought to be looking around saying, who can I ask to go to lunch today? Which of my brothers and sisters now? We go, oh, I don't do that. What if I don't like them? So what? Maybe they'll pay for your meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you'll like them a little bit more, won't you? You got to be looking around saying, who can I invite to lunch? You go, guess risky. Yeah, yeah, guess what it is. But listen, we are part of a family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Is it weird to ask your brother to go to lunch, your physical brother? Most likely not. Or your mom or your dad or your sister, or your kids? Is it weird to call up one of your kids you want to go to lunch? No, it's not. It should not be any more weird for us to look around and say, you know what, I see these people every week, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Why don't you just ask them to go to lunch? To have some fellowship together. And which leads me to the, to the next one. He says, and to sharing in meals. Now, we do the Lord's Supper every Sunday, but you certainly don't have to just only do it on Sunday. You could do it another time, but we do it here on Sunday. But the whole concept of sitting together and sharing a meal together, of being together, they were devoted to this. There's something magical that happens when you share a meal with someone. I'm telling you, it, it breaks down barriers. That's why we have food out here. I'm just telling you, we do. We, we have coffee to keep you happy. We have food out here because it breaks down barriers. Be devoted to fellowship. And listen, I know you think, I know you're going, Gary, I don't know. Listen, trust me on this. This month, make a commitment to invite somebody to lunch that you don't know. You don't know. You see them sitting here, you're going, hey, would you like to go to lunch? And it could be, you want to go to lunch today. Use that gift card you have on them. 
invite someone into lunch, be devoted to fellowship. Be devoted to sharing meals together. And then finally, be devoted to prayer. Being devoted to prayer. Now, I've shared this with you before. This is an area, this is an area that I struggle with. I'm a pastor. I am. I, I, for some reason, I'll have spells where I'm praying, but not like I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm devoted to it. Now, my wife, she's devoted to it. She is. She prays circles around me. I'm just telling you. If you want somebody to pray for you, call her first. <laughs> but I, here's, hear me. I want to do better. I need to do better. I need to be devoted to prayer, to asking God to do things in my life, in his church, that I can't see him do unless I'm spending time on my knees. So let's be devoted. Be devoted to. Be devoted to. First thing you have a great year, be devoted to Christ, to his church, to his mission to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. The second one is this. Zero, 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 zero. Zero complaining. Look, you want to have a great year, listen to me. I know this isn't sexy, and you're not going to agree with it. Zero complaining. You know, we live in a culture that's called a cancel culture. But you know what we have become? We've become a complaining culture. We have. We've become a planning culture, and I know some of you aren't going to like this, but we complain way too much. And nobody's written me any emails. I know somebody's saying, boy, they must have written. Nobody ever really complains to me anymore. They don't. They just, they don't, don't, they don't, and I don't get emails or complaints or anything like that. This is not about that. This is about human nature, human nature. Human nature is to complain. And as a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, they used a word, uh, they, they, the, the Israelites used, uh, God said this about them, and the word was murmuring, murmuring. Like when I say complaining, like there's going to be this year, there's going to be disappointments. Certainly share those with, with your friends and loved ones. There may be grief. Certainly share that. There may be uh, seasons where, man, you, you are just feel overwhelmed. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about just murmuring. Murmuring is this quiet dissatisfaction with a part of your life. It's just this quiet and you just spill it out. And I'll give you some examples of, of like when we have to wait in line at the store. You ever complain about this? Anybody ever do this? Or we have to park way far away, like, we're, you know, like we don't need, we all need to walk. Or traffic is bad. We start talking, boy, this traffic was bad. Set my day off. Oh, boy, I tell you. Busy at work. Man, I'm so busy at work. So overwhelming. Oh, so busy, so busy. And I want to share something with you. Complaining is the opposite of Gratitude. And there are millions of people that would love to live your life and my life. I'm serious. Millions of them would love to live your life or my life. Paul's writing to the church, and he says, do everything without complaining. That if you want to have a great year, stop complaining about everything. Stop complaining about everything that's not perfect in your life. Because here's, guess why? It's never going to be that way. Amen? It's never going to be that way. 
Let's stop complaining and let's flip the script. Let's flip the script. He says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean and innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. He says, flip the script. When it comes time to complain, you just keep your mouth shut or you praise God for what's going on. Like if you are in a long line at the store. Instead of complaining about this, the line being slow, look, this, I'm preaching to myself here. Why don't you just thank God that you've got money to spend? God, I thank you that me and all these other people have so much money to spend that the line's long. And you know what? I pray for the cashier right there who's not getting a break because it is crazy in here. Or let's say you're caught in traffic and you're stuck in traffic. Look, I've been there and that can be so frustrating where you've got somewhere to be. Listen, I get it. But instead of getting on social media and, and complaining how everything's not right and everything's not perfect, what if you were just to thank God? God, thank you, I got a car. Thank you, I got gas today. I thank you, I get to listen to the radio in the midst of this time. Look, I, it's easy to say, isn't it? It's way harder to do. But what if we, what if we aimed for this year? Zero complaining. I'm not a complain. You're busy at work. Instead of complaining about all the work you have, what if you were just grateful? God, thank you for all this work you're giving me. Now, I know there's a fine line. There's a balance. Listen. What if you said, God, thanks for giving me work. Thanks to you that, that I've got things to do and I'm not hunting work. You ever been there? As a matter of fact, I've got a little line here that maybe it'll help you remember. Stop your whining and you'll be shining. Because here's the deal. As followers of Christ, we ought to be the least complaining people in the world. We do. We ought to be, we ought to be, we ought to complain. We ought to be so grateful about everything that's going on. You know why? Because we've got Jesus. We're going to heaven. We've got all these things that are good. And we've got to just flip the script. Two. T-W-O. Paul writes to the church and he says, teach those who are rich and in this present world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust is to be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous. I want to talk to you about being generous. This is where we're going this year. You know, I don't know if y'all were up Saturday night, but Georgia Bulldogs played a game, and they beat the University of Michigan, and a lot of people were making fun of Michigan's coach, which I don't really know him or anything like that. But I read something about him that stood out to me. He got a bonus when his team won their first conference in a regular season. He got a $500,000 bonus. When he got that bonus, he said that he was going to give it away. He was going to give it to all the people who are part of the athletic department at the University of Michigan who had 
lost their jobs or had their salaries cut because of COVID. He said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give every bonus I get this postseason away. Well, he got another bonus for the conference championship. It's always an awkward moment, isn't it? <laughs> so he gave away a million dollars. The man gave away a million dollars. And uh, here's, here's what, we're, what we're tempted to think. Well, I would do that too if I was making that kind of money. And here's the truth. You would not. <laughs> you would not. Because people who are generous, it's not the money they're making. It's not how big their bank account is. It's how big their heart is. That people who are generous are generous because of their heart condition, not their financial condition. The truth is, is that people who are generous are looking for ways to be generous. And here's what I want you to see, that the scriptures call us to generosity. This is not today, that's coming in a couple weeks. This is not today about you giving your money to the church. This is not. This is about you and I simply being generous. And here's what I want you to hear. In this year, 2022, God is going to give you countless, he's going to give me countless opportunities to be generous. Over and over again, it's going to happen. And this is a heart condition. And God is calling us. If you want to have a great year, then trust the words that Paul wrote about Jesus. He said that Jesus said this, it is more blessed to give than receive. That you and I will be blessed. You want to have a great year next year? Be generous. Be looking for ways to help people with your resources of time, talent, and treasure. Trust the Lord in his leading you. Now, we had something cool happen a couple weeks ago. One of our students who's going to the mission field was short. She was short. She's uh, in Paraguay right now. Her name is Ruby. And she was short because of the flight cost. She had been raising money, an incredible amount of money to go on this one-year mission trip. And she was short $800. Well, I knew we were going to get the $800. I knew. I talked to her and their family, and they said $800 short. I knew that we could get, I, I, truth is, I would have figured it out myself how to get the $800 because I, I believe in her. I believe in what God's doing in her life. Well, I put it in my email, asked Lee, my assistant, said, send out an email, tell them that Ruby's short and we need $800. Man, I was overwhelmed, y'all. In a moment's notice, somebody emailed me and said, I paid half. I don't even know who they are. Listen, I don't even know who they are. They are on our mailing list. If they were to walk through the door, I would not know them. Paid half. Another person called me and said, come by and pick up a check. I'll give some right now. They paid $300. I was getting phone calls over and over again. Hey, I want to help. I got it. I said, no, it's done. It's taken care of. Just in a moment, just people wanting to be generous. Man, I pray that that's your heart this year. That you'll look for ways to be generous. Because there's no better way to live. The older you get, listen to me, the older you get, the more you're impacted by generosity. Let's be generous. And then let's, here's the last one. Two. Well, I'm going to go back. Double up on your efforts to be generous. There's the line. Double up on your efforts. 
Be thinking about how, because God's going to give you opportunities. Here's the last one, too. This whole concept of others. That Paul writes, don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. Now, I know I've told you my story that when I was growing up, my, my family didn't go to church. I started going to church with a friend of mine. His name was Wes. His dad was a baseball coach, and then we met him on the ball field. For years, they picked me and my brothers up and took us to church. We lived in several different locations. In the middle of that, my parents got divorced. We were poor. Some days, Wes and his family, his dad was named Willie, and his mom was named Gracie. They would come to our house. We were living in apartments. So they would knock on the door. They would drive all the way out of their way. They'd get to, our, get to our house. They'd knock on the door. We'd open the door and say, we're not going today. They would call us sometimes the night before and say, hey, are y'all going? Because they didn't want that to happen again. They'd call us sometimes the night before, and they'd come and they'd knock on the door because my parents didn't go to church. They'd knock on the door. They would open the door and say, hey, we overslept. I'm not going to go today. This went on for years. Listen, these people never gave up on me and my brothers. They never got mad and said, we're not going it. They don't want it. They don't care. They don't love Jesus. We're not going back. We tried. They never, they never stopped. Never stopped. The next week, guess what? They were there. They were there. They didn't do it because they knew I was going to be a pastor. My brother's going to be a pastor. They didn't know that. My other brother works in Washington, D.C., we're still working on him. Just kidding. So, <laughs> They did that because of this verse right here. Listen to me. Don't look out for only your own interests. Now, I want to stop here. This verse spoke to me because a lot of times we think that we shouldn't look out for our own interests. No, you should. You should. You look out for your own interest. But not only your own interest. That's where it's a sin. When it's only your own interest, that's a sin. But Paul says, don't just look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Now, I'm here today because someone took an interest in me. Took an interest in what was going on in my life in relation to Jesus Christ. You want to have a great year? You want to have, listen, I'm going to rephrase this. You want to have the greatest year of your life? Hear me. Hands down. Better than any vacation. Better than any cruise. Better than any amount of money in your bank account. Listen to me. You invest in someone and see them accept Jesus Christ. It is unbelievable. Eternities will change. A place in heaven is secured. They're following Christ. There are a lot of people out there who are just like me. Don't just look out for your own interest. Look out for the interest of others too. And I'm just going to run through a list here. People in your family. Your friends. Your coworkers. Your brothers and sisters. People that don't know Jesus Christ.
What if this was the year for them and you got to be part of it? Just as Kay talked about the names on this side of the cross, I counted this morning the names over here. There's 24. 24 names right here. Hear me. There's room for more. A better you in 2022. Be devoted. Stop complaining. Double up on your efforts to be generous. Think about how you can be generous. Invest in others. If you want to know where we're going next year, that's where we're going. I'm excited about it. Excited about what the Lord's going to do. What he can do. And I want to pray for us. And then next week we start a new series called Radically Normal. Would love for you to come back. Would love for you to bring somebody with you. We are back at full steam next week, which means we have 9, 30, and 11 full children's ministry programming. And I'm super excited about what, what's going to happen. So I'm going to pray for us. Father, thanks for this day. Lord, we dedicate this year to you. Father, we don't need a better version of ourselves. We need the version of us that you have created us to be. Followers of you. Devoted to you. Father, I pray that we would shine in this world because we're grateful for all you've done for us. Lord, I pray we would complain less and that people would see Christ in us because of this. Father, I pray for us to look for ways to be generous, knowing that you're going to prompt us, you're going you're to nod, you're going to provide opportunity after opportunity. And finally, Lord, I pray for our us to be interested in what's going on in the lives of other people. That you didn't just save us and then we're saved and that's it and that's okay, but Lord, with it, there's a whole world of others. Co-workers, neighbors, friends, family. That we can tell how much Jesus loves them and how much he cares about them. So, Lord, I pray you use us this year. I pray for great things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you, we love you, and you have a family at Eastridge Church.